Welcome to Good People, Cool Things, the podcast featuring conversations with entrepreneurs, writers, musicians, and other creatives. I'm your host, Joey Held, and today's guests are Tasha and Vanessa from ATX Food Chronicles. We're chatting about all the best places to eat in Austin. They're taking us back to the first time they met down at UTSA, the Roadrunners, my obscure college basketball knowledge continues to pay off, as I know, the mascot of virtually every college in the United States. Not sure I should admit that, but here we are. We're also talking about how they've navigated through the pandemic, some of the most interesting comments they've gotten from people, and a whole lot more. Before we dive in, if you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can do so via Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at GPCT Podcast. Follow on Instagram. There's some fun little giveaways going on from the Good People Cool Things shop, which you can also visit by going to goodpeoplecoolthings.com slash shop. Very simple, very easy to do. There's lots of good sweaters, mugs, hoodies, hats, wall art, all different kinds of things to keep you looking stylish and your walls looking stylish too. So while you're being stylish, enjoy this conversation with ATX Food Chronicles. The way I've been starting is asking a very cliched question, which is, for you to give me your elevator pitch, if people don't know who ATX Food Chronicles are. Tell us all about that, but also tell us the elevator that we're riding on as you're giving this elevator pitch. <laughs> oh, God. Sounds like a loaded question already. Hmm. Starting off hot. <laughs> I mean, I guess I'd say we're two girls that are, we met in college. You know, we both went to UTSA. <laughs> beep, beep, go Roadrunners. <laughs> and we both have marketing degrees. And so we like to eat food, of course. And um, we just thought that we saw other bloggers, you know, posting about places to go. And I think Vanessa had maybe tried a place and it was, really wasn't that good that she had um, saw a blogger post about. And so she was just like, you know what, we can do this. Why don't we just try to do it? And so that's what we did three years ago. And it just kind of has blown up ever since. I used to come and visit Tasha like probably once every, what, two, three months. And it I was feel like it was once every other month or maybe once a month. <laughs> Yeah, it was really often because I lived in San Antonio and nothing against anyone who lives there, but I was just, I was burnt out on it. I went to college there and every time I came into town, it was always so fun for us to find a new place to go eat at. She would always kind of be in the know where to go. And I just remember that one time. Yeah. I can't even tell you the blogger didn't like it. And the next day or the like, yeah, like the next day or so I was like, we should just do this. And my main goal for us, Tasha, I don't know, was... I just want to go to a restaurant before it opens. That would be so cool. (laughs) We just want it to be the it bloggers. (laughs) I mean, it is pretty cool. So that's, that's an understandable goal. No, (laughs) 1000%. So do you, do you, I mean, I assume the answer is yes, but do you remember the very first restaurant that you posted about? (laughs) I don't remember. It we're was doing stuff, yeah, you, we were doing stuff separately then. So it was like San Antonio and Austin, like a mix, right? The first one I posted was this ice cream place on in, in East Austin. I can't remember. And the photo is horrible. Oh, my gosh. It's embarrassing looking back on it. I should go find it. But you, it's like an ice cream bowl taken from the side. So you can't even really see the ice cream and like really dim lighting. I've run into that issue many times myself, so I completely <laughs> empathize where I'm like, this looks great. And then I look at it later and it, no, it does not. 
does, exactly. does, not, does not look great. But of course, you've grown since then. And now your photos are wonderful and very enjoyable and well lit. Thank you. The trifecta. Thanks. Have Tasha, you mentioned that you have the background in marketing, and we will certainly get back to that. But was the photography side of things, obviously Instagram being a very visual platform, was that something new or had you kind of at least had a little bit of experience taking photos, maybe not of food, but of, of other things? I mean, I have friends that are bloggers or whatever, but we actually, me and Vanessa both met in college. We both have marketing degrees from UTSA. Um, I don't really have any food photography, but I take photos of my friends like, hey, let me take a photo. Can you take a photo of me in this outfit? Know the angles, you know, all that kind of stuff and what kind of gets people to look. Because, you know, when you're posting on Instagram, you literally have, I don't know, probably like 10 seconds to get somebody's attention them to actually read your post and like the post or send it to somebody or save it or something like that. So I think just along the way through the years, we've both just gotten better about it. And then with both of us, we just kind of like tag team everything. Do you ever squabble over what to post or where to go? Like, what do you mean? Are <laughs> like, you? Yes. Like I want to, I want to hear about brawls that have maybe unfolded. Maybe. There's maybe only been like ambitious. four or five throwdowns. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> seems like I a fair amount over time. three years. Yeah, that, no, sorry. There's been a couple of times where we both like a different picture, but we just kind of, you know, okay, if we're going to post this picture, then maybe next time we'll post this picture or use this in the stories. It's never that big of a deal. We tend to agree on most of them, I think. Right. I guess it's just like we're getting double the content. So it's almost sometimes a lot to sort through. And like, it's really like I said, the more we do it, the better we've gotten. So lovely. And as far as posting to Instagram, three years is a long time in the social media world. And Instagram has had a number of changes. Most recently, hope you're a fan of Reels because that's all Instagram seems to like to promote. Um, <laughs> and now they're, at, I don't even know what the official phrasing is, but they're like batching likes now. So you just see like a mass of people liked your post instead of who it was individually. So right, it makes all of that engaging a little more difficult. But have you... Like, how have you navigated all the changes of Instagram? Do you like reels? Are you like, mm, video in that format is like, a, let's be real, an inferior TikTok, and I'm not even on TikTok. Uh, how, how has that kind of like informed your strategy over the past few months? Tasha, I'll let you take this one because she's more of the TikToker, I'll be honest. I love TikTok and I'm <laughs> all for the reels. I just wish the reels were longer, but I like the reels because they're more of a catch-all, like, I'm going to show you this short clip and it's a synopsis of this event or this place or this restaurant or this hotel, whatever, and just captures your eye in the moment that you need to be there. You know what I mean? It's more so than a picture would. We haven't really done many reels, but I want us to start doing more. So surely we will. But um, I like the reels. I'm all for them. <laughs> when you have done reels, do you kind of map out a storyboard beforehand of what you want to show or are you just kind of taking because you know how some people do the transitions using the align tool and having these cool like let me throw a sweater on the camera and mm -hmm. then I'll pull it back I'm in a new outfit <laughs> kind of thing it's very impressive I cannot pull it off uh do you have like I guess a storyboard is probably the the technical term for it but like a layout of how you want your reels to look or is that more of like an after the fact you put together the best stuff 
I mean, for me, it just kind of depends. Like, I think I posted about Georgetown gin. So I know I wanted to do a reel to show somebody how to make the drink that I was creating. So I had that in mind. But if I'm going to event, I always do want to, we always do want to take pictures and then we will take videos. And then um, our main focus, I guess I would say, would you say the pictures, Vanessa? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. And then if we have enough video content to create a reel, then that's just like an extra bonus. I will say that I personally have been using Splice and Tezza apps more than actual reels, but I do think it would be beneficial to upload what I've created in those apps into reels and keep them on there. That's just another element that I know I need to get better at. So reels have kind of been a curveball for me in particular, probably not so much Tasha since she was like a TikTok aficionado. <laughs> <laughs> I watch too much TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it harkens. I was, I'm not going to say I was a big Vine user, but I was on Vine and would occasionally play around. And Reels reminded me very much of Vine, but you have, I guess now five times the time since you can go up to 30 seconds. But I kind of want to just take my old Vines that I had from back in the day and post them. They will be very out of context and almost none of them are food related, but... It'll, it'll still be great. Are they just saved on your phone or what? Because, you know, Vine went away. Vine did go away. I think they're saved on a hard drive. And I also, at one point, uploaded several to YouTube. Um, I think maybe when Vine was going away, I was like, oh, I should save these somehow in case my hard drive gets demolished. Or I guess stops working. Demolished sounds more drastic, like someone's coming over and actively hitting it <laughs> with a hammer. You never know. You never know. People don't like hard drives sometimes. I I remember it's a lot of like corny pickup lines and uh, rap freestyle like fails, uh, (laughs) which were like the big thing of Vine back in whenever I was on it, 2013 or 2014. So it's certainly not my best work, but it's completed work already that very few people have seen. So it just seems like so easy to drop it in, you know? Why not? You could probably (laughs) get all of your Vines together on one reel (laughs) because they're so short. Right? Probably, yeah. just immediately use up everything I have and get one video out of it on Instagram. It'll be great. It'll be great. (laughs) Tasha, I want to go back to the cocktail that you were talking about and how to make a drink. Mm -hmm. Um, Y'all's episode is going to be the last episode before Thanksgiving, taking a little little week off for Thanksgiving. And obviously the holiday season continues up until the new year. (laughs) So... What are some of the good cocktails that we can be making at home here since a lot of us probably aren't doing much traveling for the holidays, but maybe people still want to drink heavily. So what do you recommend? (laughs) So I'm actually going to pass this over to Vanessa because she came up with a recipe that I guess maybe she had found with some vodka, actually. And we had this, what was it, last Wednesday on Veterans Day, we had a little picnic and it was delicious. So I think it's like the perfect fall cocktail. Yeah, so I had some Trader Joe's spiced cider, not alcoholic, but I had it in my fridge. So then, of course, I went on Pinterest and I found a apple spiced cider mule. So it was ginger beer, the apple cider with some vodka, and we added some fresh orange and um, cinnamon stick. Mm -hmm. It was delicious. It honestly just tasted like fall in a cup. But apart from that cocktail... Austin Eastsiders recently relaunched their cranberry cider, and I had it this weekend at the park. Y'all, I'm not crazy. I, I don't drink 
all that much, but it just happened to be at two different picnics this week. <laughs> 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 and I had like the cider was amazing and I had it with the chamoy rim. Now I know that's not a traditional fall treat, but Chamoy Landia has really good rim dippers and it really made the cider that much better. So good. That sounds wonderful. I just tried the Austin East Cider Seltzer since apparently everyone is in the seltzer game now. Right. Um, those are good too. Yes. Would recommend. Dangerous <laughs> though in terms of <laughs> they're not tasting at all like alcohol. Exactly. <laughs> and the picnicking brings up another interesting element because obviously it's in your name, ATX Food Chronicles. You're chronicling what is here in Austin, like where to go and the places to see. But obviously we're still in the midst of a pandemic. There might even be tighter restrictions on the horizon for Texas. How have you been able to still showcase all this different food? Because you still have been and you're still going to picnics. You're still showing us food that you can get, you know, curbside pickup like that. How have you managed to still give us the goods, even if we can't be dining at these places? Um, personally, I think that restaurants now more than ever are needing our support. So we've had an outpouring of restaurants and even just local bakers, you know, anybody who's doing a side hustle that maybe it started off as a side hustle that is now their full-time job, just wanting some exposure. So I feel like we've been getting a lot of things to go and, and, or going in during a non-busy time and dining in on, typically we like to do patios, right, Tosh? Right, right. Patio, make sure we're social distancing away from others. People aren't awkwardly staring at us while we're taking photos. <laughs> I don't care about that anymore. Not after um, an apple spiced vodka. <laughs> it truly does make everything just seem less less important all the peripherals of people coming around what's like the strangest comment someone has said to you while you're doing your thing oh my gosh so one time we had gone to old thousand and we were just you know taking photos doing our own thing and then I had I think I had posted it on my personal page that we were there or something and some girl had I guess I don't know what she did I think she put it on her story and we're talking about how we didn't eat all this food and food bloggers are so wasteful and da, 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 just kind of just, And she you know, tagged you. Yeah. She had tagged me in it. And I was just like, I'm trying to like backtrack, like, where was this girl? Where was she sitting at? And I'm like, oh, okay. But I was just like, it just really caught me off guard. And it was just such a negative thing that I was just, I was shocked, but, um, I think I ended up giving her some kind of response, like, you don't know what I did or what we didn't do. We were there before you guys, you know, you only saw what you were, what you, you only saw what you saw whenever you got there. I'll be honest that day we had gone out and eaten ice cream beforehand. We went to Dolce, what's it called? Dolce Vecchio. And then yeah. we went to mm -hmm. Old Thousand to for a hosted dinner and we got, you know, when we, when we go to restaurants, they tend to give us extra food because they want it photographed. And we almost always take it to go, which was the case, but she saw that we quote unquote, didn't eat all the food. And so she just got very offended and she made some snide comments about influencers being wasteful and that it's not a real thing. So it was just offensive. Yeah. 
Also, I don't know if you can hear my dogs all going off in the background. It's great. I think that is always kind of an element to things. Like most people are just curious about what's going on. Like I've had people come up and they'll be like, oh, are you some sort of food photographer? And I'm like, very good deductive skills there. And I'll, you know, I'll shoot the bull with them for a little bit. And they're connecting the dots. Yeah, yeah, very. We got a lot of Sherlock Holmeses out here in Austin. Uh, but, you know, they're they're just... I mean, this is, again, pre-COVID, but like they're excited to just be out and about. And so uh, I'll, you know, I'll always chat with folks like that. And then occasionally, yeah, you'll get people who are just like, oh, it's like the worst what you're doing. And it's like, no. Something negative. Like people are just, people just like to hate sometimes. And yeah, if it's not personally affecting you, like if you had gone over and dumped all the food in their lap, and maybe like throwing some mashed potatoes in their eyes, uh, then I could I could see a snide comment following that. But it sounds like that was not the case. And so, although I don't know, maybe maybe you secretly did do that. No, I mean I never talked to her the whole time I was there. No, and I feel like Tosh and I are like very nice to wait staff and everything. So I mean I don't really know what anybody. I never thought anybody could say anything negative like that about us. And then she messaged or tagged Tosh. Yeah. <laughs> and then but you learn a lesson that day. <laughs> the only I thing, know. the only other thing, and it's not, it's just more funny since our name is ATX Food Chronicles. There's been probably four or five times where somebody thinks that we're part of the Austin Chronicle. And yeah. I didn't ever think about that when we came up with the name Tosh, but it's been like a couple of times like, oh, so you're here for the newspaper? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> well, now you have to start your own, maybe like once a month periodical that you can, you can distribute to some of the local businesses around here, and then you can say, actually, yes, I am here with the newspaper. <laughs> That's such a great idea. <laughs> and I'm sure it's an easy lift to just start a newspaper. It's uh, you know an afternoon designing the layout, and then you're set. You're good to go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's very true. Now, Vanessa, I always like asking a question that you wish you were asked more frequently. And in fact, you were late to this recording session because you were caught up watching an episode of Shit's Creek. And so I think your question is very tangentially related to this. And so we're very excited to dive into it. But you asked what or you would like to be asked what your favorite fictional show or fictional character is. And I feel like you've got more than one that you're, you've got at the ready. I feel like you and I have had many conversations about one of my favorite TV shows, which is Parks and Rec. And anybody that watches that, your favorite character has got to be Ron Swanson, right? I mean, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. But... (laughs) My current favorite is Schitt's Creek, which thanks for the call out. I thought that was a joke. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite character is Myra. She's just so over the top and everything she says cracks me up. But my all-time favorite TV show that has been my favorite show since high school is Gilmore Girls. And I just want to be exactly like Lorelai. She makes me want to have an Airbnb or a B&B and just be really witty i don't know if you've ever seen it you you get it i have seen it i i don't i don't have much to add to it i know my sister was a big fan and would watch it very often growing up i thought they just talked very fast 
that was my <laughs> takeaway from it. Um, I I know their names are Rory and Lorelai, and that's I think that's all I got for you as far as Gilmore Girls go. Um, but I can see it. That's a good that's a good life aspiration there. Would you rather have a, a B and B or an Airbnb? I'd rather have a B and B, but I'd want it in the hill country. Airbnbs, I feel like, might be more work for less reward. But maybe I have it backwards. That just I don't really know much about it. But I think a B and B. Yeah, I think the B and B would be fun. So I could have like a little bakery downstairs. I could sell some gluten free treats. I would be able to, you know, make every room a different theme. I just I don't know. Yeah, I feel like you'd be able to add more quirk. Like if you had, you know, an old woman that was knitting in the corner at an air at a B and B, it's like, oh, that's charming. You know, I'll I'll sit down and and talk while she's knitting. But if that's in your Airbnb, you're kind of like, are we in the wrong spot? Like, did we did we get the wrong key or whatever? Um, so yeah, I think B and B is the way to go as well. Thank you for the support. I'm here for you. I'm your Rory. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect thank you thank you tasha do you have a contribution or do you only watch realistic television and no fictional shows <laughs> so i don't really have like a favorite tv show but i am like obsessed with crime tv which is hilarious because i live alone you think i would scare my own self watching these shows but i like to watch anything that's on um investigation discovery I don't know why I've just always been into crime since I was young and just people are crazy. (laughs) People are crazy. Do you have a memorable, it doesn't have to be a favorite, um, but like a memorable crime that you've learned about? Um, So actually I recently watched a documentary on um, Netflix and it was about this guy who was over the town that he thought the town people were treating him horribly and maybe this happened in like 2006 or 2008. So he like built this non-destruct this non-destructible um, bulldozer, and he just like plowed through the town, plowed through buildings, and was like shooting people. And he did it for hours, and they could not stop him. It was just crazy that somebody came up with that. I thought that was fascinating. I don't remember that happening. I think it happened in Nebraska. I can't really remember. I can't even remember the name of it, but I will find it and let you guys know. Fantastic. We'll drop it in the show notes. <laughs> Add a little a little crime to your ATX food while you're out and about. It's called Tread. That's what it is. Tread. Tread. Okay. What a wonderful combo. Crime TV and food. <laughs> I know. Push to his breaking point. A mystery welder quietly fortifies a bulldozer and systematically destroys numerous businesses in uh-huh. homes in the small town of Grand Granby, Colorado. Mm-mm. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with Gilmore Girls, but I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate everything that you told me. I'm not going to Colorado for a while. Not trying to scare you guys. <laughs> I feel like I've learned a lot, but I don't know if I want to watch it. <laughs> definitely interesting. Absolutely. I I always enjoy a good crime. Obviously, like true crime podcasts are the big thing over the past yeah, year or two. So I'll, I'll peek in on those every once in a while. I, I just learned about a podcast, which I also do not remember the name of. It is called Unsolved. And it's a BuzzFeed uh, podcast that looks at 
sports conspiracy theories. And so topical with the NBA draft coming out actually tonight as uh, of the airing of this episode, all about how in 1985, it was the very first draft lottery and they basically wanted to rig it. So the New York Knicks got the best player available in Patrick Ewing. So there's all these theories that they like froze the envelope that had the Knicks card in it. So they knew which one to like pull out or that they like banged it against the side of the little ball turner that they used. And it's just like so fascinating how many conspiracy theories there are about like literally an envelope with a card in it. Interesting. So if you like that, then I think you'll definitely like the one about McDonald's. I think it's on HBO about how the mega millions thing was, um, rigged like from a family oh i've seen that it was so good right yeah i have not seen that but that sounds great i'm in (laughs) i'm all about i'm all about rigged things and conspiracy theories (laughs) it is fantastic and i'll also give while we're on the topic of uh fictional characters we've been re-watching sister sister which is on netflix and (laughs) that's a classic uh, I never really watched it regularly growing up. Like I definitely saw several episodes, but watching it from start to finish, first of all, there is very little continuity in that show. Like they'll, <laughs> they'll end the episode dating someone. And then the next episode, they're looking for a guy. Uh, <laughs> and it's just like, at one point, like one character disappears for like two episodes and this new person is introduced as like the bully and then the next episode it's back to normal (laughs) and oh my uh, gosh yeah i've never watched it from start to finish just episodes here and there it's pretty enjoyable they're about halfway through uh now and it seems like they maybe have jumped the shark in season four but it's still it still makes me laugh multiple times an episode and i think that's all you can ask for out of your 90s sitcoms (laughs) and i guess 2000 sitcoms too but (laughs) Because I'm currently rewatching Dawson's Creek. It's just in the background. And my husband is like, that is the worst theme song I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) He's criticizing Paula Cole. It's not that it's not that theme song anymore. What? If if anybody is listening to this and they're interested, go go listen to it. It breaks my heart because it's not the right one. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Like, they didn't get the rights to Paula Cole or something, so they have yes. another... Oh. Or, apparently, Danny from ATX Gossip told me, because she knows everything, because I forgot the the actor's name. The guy who plays Dawson recently moved to Austin, so... James Vanderbeek. Yes, he's in Austin now. So oh, okay. I had posted something like, I hate their new theme song. <laughs> And she said that that was supposed to be their original theme song, but the other theme song was just one that, I don't know. Listen, but the I Don't Want to Wait one is no more. So what is the new one like? Can you please give us a few seconds of it or just describe (laughs) it in terms of like, is it, you know, is it like grunge rock? Does it sound like Dave Matthews Band did it? Or is it also Um, like a slow sort of ballad? You know, I, I'm trying to, it's just a horrible, slow <laughs> ballad. I don't know. I was trying to look it up on my Spotify and I don't want to click the wrong thing. I just, maybe this will just convince all y'all to go press play on the first episode of Dawson's Creek on Netflix. So you can see what I'm talking about. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to, and I feel like it's going to ruin my night. So thank you in advance. <laughs> You're very welcome. For that. 
That's and that then, is like a a wild thing about how shows don't always get the the uh, rights to their music. And I know Freaks and Geeks, which is another terrific show, would highly recommend that show for the longest time they couldn't release it because they didn't have the rights to all of the music and like that show without the music it's like dawson's creek without i don't want to wait it's just a shell of itself exactly oh goodness we're getting down a wild tv tangent which is always welcome especially you know it's getting cold outside sometimes you just gotta curl up and throw on some shows and I, I was just judging Tasha for her crime TV, but I finally finished Dexter last week and I was so depressed for like a day. I'm not going to give away anything in case somebody hasn't watched it. I did have that show ruined for me. Um, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I really kind of stopped watching about halfway through it. And I had always heard seasons one and four were the best ones. And of the four that I watched, I would agree with that. But when I was like early on in the show, I mentioned I was watching Dexter to someone and they said, oh, isn't that the show where, and if you've seen season four, you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Uh, And they, I was like, why would you ask that? Like, that's, (laughs) why would you phrase it that way of like revealing what happens when I clearly said I'm watching? Because at the time, like that was the most recent season. So if I'm watching it, Clearly, I it was am like not up when to Harry speed. Potter and the Half Blood Prince came out. I had got my book, and that night somebody else sped read it, and they told me Dumbledore died, and I wanted to go cry because I was like, "You just ruined everything for me." I also had that book ruined. We know some terrible oh, people. <laughs> I was like, "Tell me it wasn't me that just ruined it for you," because you're about fifteen to twenty years late. No, no, no. It was. <laughs> I had it. I also had it ruined before I read it uh, back. I think it was like, I don't know. It was a, a little while after it had been out, but not like, like so long that it was my fault. <laughs> Some right. of us just can't read a book in a month when we're living life, you know? I did. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> <You're in> quarantine? <laughs> That's true. Yes. Now, uh, well, I mean, it also came out when I was in high school maybe high school college i don't know i don't really recall the timelines of those maybe i was i was probably in college by then but either way either way it was ruined for me and i almost didn't read it until the seventh book came out and then i was like i guess i should read this sixth book (laughs) no regrets (laughs) well moving from the world of wizardry to the world of real life food in austin We always like to end with the top three, and this is going to be a pretty broad question, but it was also your own recommendation, so Tasha, you can blame Vanessa if you're having trouble with this answer, since this was her (laughs) suggestion. I wrote down some options, but (laughs) definitely is a loaded question, because we've ate at so many places. Well, you can either give your top three favorite restaurants in Austin, or let's get real granular and your top three favorite dishes. So you want me to go first? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I really like China Family. It's a Chinese restaurant off of airport. They have really good food and they have like um, flash fried um, green beans. And then their um, their rice is really good too. 
So I would definitely recommend getting that. Um, I really love pizza. I could eat pizza every day, which is so annoying to my family because they're like, what do you want to eat? I'm like, let's just go get pizza. <laughs> but um, there's a place in Westlake called Mary's Gourmet Pizza, and they have really good pizza. They also have gluten-free options for Vanessa, and they have salads too, like huge salads. So definitely check that place out. And then Italian food, Andiamo by the Domain, like top notch, top notch. So good. <laughs> And a great name as well. Any restaurant name you can yell. <laughs> this sounds fancy, yeah. you know? Andiamo! <laughs> that was amazing. That's the only way I can read it. Like anytime I see someone talking about it, I just have to shout it in my mind because I am mature. Yes. <laughs> Vanessa, what are your three favorites? <laughs> so I'm going to do dishes because I can't really choose restaurants because overall, like I'm a very picky eater. So there's some things, you know, it just varies place to place. But I will echo what Tasha said. Um, Mary's Gourmet Pizza has my favorite pizza probably anywhere and it's gluten-free. They it's just incredible. I've told people to go there from out of town. And so, they have taken bakes. Yes. Like I'm just obsessed with that place. And they have these lettuce wraps too that are really good, but seriously, amazing. And then my other place, and I talk about this all the time, and my husband gets so annoyed. There's this place, not technically in Austin, but in Buda called Garcia's. And they have my favorite beef fajita nachos like I could go there at least once a week that doesn't sound like much but I'm telling you my husband is over it um (laughs) (laughs) what a ringing endorsement like he he is more obsessed with um chewies which it's not bad but I would prefer a little hole in the wall and then my last favorite dish is Revelry Bar and Kitchen on the east side. They have my favorite Brussels sprouts that I've had anywhere. You can ask Tasha. I'm like a Brussels sprout hoarder when it comes to them. And it's really sad. But they have like bacon in them. They're like tossed in this nice, it tastes like a teriyaki honey sauce. And it has togarashi, which is like a spicy Japanese seasoning on top. So freaking amazing. <laughs> He's like a Brussels sprouts concierge. (laughs) (laughs) Have you tried uh, Phoebe's Diner's Brussels sprouts? I haven't. Do I need to add it to my list? I think you might. I I was just introduced to this diner as a whole just a couple weeks ago. It's where the Pizza Patron used to be, if you're familiar with that, on South First and Mm -hmm. whatever that cross street is. Uh, (laughs) Old Torf, I think. And it is also the Pizza Patron. I am the only person apparently who thought it looked exactly like Will Ferrell wearing a hat. Um, <laughs> and I would I would tell people, I'm like, hey, we're about to pass Will Ferrell. And they'd look and say, no. With a mustache though, right? Yes, yes. Also with a mustache. Um, I think I think I specifically said it's Will Ferrell from Anchorman with uh, a hat. So it's Ron Burgundy with a hat, I guess, if you want to get real technical. <laughs> but apparently I'm the only one who saw it. But it's fine. I digress. But Phoebe's Diner is now in that area and I was ordering from there and I looked I was like what should I get what do the people recommend and some review was like the Brussels sprouts are the best 
I've ever had. It'll make your car smell like Brussels sprouts for like a week, but it's worth it. I have to get it every time I come. And they were not oh. wrong on any accounts. Like they're very good Brussels sprouts and they do make your car smell uh, for <laughs> a few mi- a few days afterwards. So. Brussels sprouts air freshener. Yes. <laughs> All Which, right. I just followed them. So 100% will be looking into that. Excellent. Keep me posted. Everything I got from there was actually very good. So you can you can go hog wild. It doesn't just have to be Brussels sprouts. So now that we've told us what our favorite places are, what are three of your favorite places or favorite dishes? Oh no. Uh, okay. <laughs> the tables have turned. Yes, my my uh, the turn tables have turned. <laughs> okay. I'll go with it might be a hybrid. It'll probably just kind of be like a mix of favorite places. I'm okay, can I make one of mine a sad one that just closed? Uh Negro. No, uh, Funkadelic. I would always go there for well. I had great breakfast. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The first time I went, I it was like a year and a half ago. I just had like a mental health holiday that I had taken from work. I was like, I just want to take a Friday off in June, and I went to the Funkadelic just like out of the blue. I was like, What's a good brunch place around here? And it popped up, and I said, All right, I'm going. And they had these churro waffles that were just like so wonderful and you could throw some chicken on if you wanted you could keep it vegetarian just keep the waffles and fruit and they had like a horchata whipped cream that you could put on it and oh wow very well done funkadelic we miss you please come back in another form i (laughs) and then i guess kind of sticking with the sort of breakfast theme teal house bakery and cafe i on I guess it's just Teal House Bakery. I don't think Cafe is an official part of the name, but it's a food truck on East Slaughter. So it's East of 35. It's next to a mini golf course. So you can get your putt-putt on while you're getting your nom-nom on. (laughs) And they have kolaches. They have a brisket kolache, which I know exists elsewhere, but I have not tried it anywhere else. So best brisket kolaches in all of Texas. I will give it my... (laughs) my stamp of approval at that but i think the better thing to get because kolaches you can, you can get kolaches a lot of places but they also have right. cassias here which are croissants with cinnamon roll icing on top of it and they mm. are phenomenal they're so freaking good and wonderful and i need to get at least six every time i go and they usually look at me like, you are sharing this with people, right? Because that's quite a bit of sugar that you're <laughs> going to ingest. And I said, yes, I am. And then I eat them all over the next week. Uh, and oh they also have very good coffee. So if you're like a latte fan, they have a a good variety of, I was going to say seasonal drinks, but they're all year round. But like a flavored mm-hmm. drinks, like a salted caramel latte or something like that. Mm-hmm. I've heard good things about that place. I know Vanessa's been, and it's I've been dying to go, so I need to definitely go. I mean, anytime you go, I do not live that far from there. I will, I will also come and get food with you. <laughs> okay. I live five minutes from there. My husband said it was the best cinnamon roll he ever had in his life, and he didn't realize that he had eaten one of my gluten-free ones. So I oh, thought it was dang. really funny. So then when he had the real one, he was like, holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> That's a rigging endorsement. I like it. I know. And it's a real life story. <laughs> <laughs> well, my last place, I should probably not do dinner or 
breakfast, I should say. So I'll do a dinner-ish one. I guess you can have this for lunch as well. It's also pizza. And it's Pint House pizza. And Pint, I, I think Pint House like legit does have the best pizza that I've had in Austin. I And I like a variety of their options. Although the Shroomin' Goat is always my favorite, which is goat cheese, mushrooms, and I think it's an arugula mix. Uh, but, you know, a lot of a lot of greens on there too, which goes against my traditional, you know, make it as unhealthy as possible. I'd argue this is probably right. a pretty healthy pizza. And I also like Pint House because, first of all, very good customer service. They have a, a rewards program where multiple times you know it's supposed to be like a one-use coupon they're like ah just keep it for next time too like you can use it again i said that's very sweet but there's one moment like one one night in particular that i think they elevated we i was meeting a friend there and they have two happy hours they have like a normal time happy hour and then a late night happy hour and our table happened to be right underneath the vent that was connected to the kitchen so we're getting all these kitchen smells of how good you know pizza being cooked smells good so we're like oh we need to get some pizza too we go to order (laughs) and the kitchen had just closed we were like five minutes too late and instead of just being like ah you just missed it he was like i'll tell you what like you know the kitchen is closed today but he gave us a little like token for free pizza the next time we came and i said that was oh that's nice so unnecessary yes yes they have several in-house taps and then a lot of other uh, local breweries are featured there too. So Pine House, you yeah. know what's up. For three years in a row, I had a birthday party that included Pine House pizza and laser tag, usually in that wow. order, which is the wrong way to do it. Um, <laughs> but nothing like running around in a dark area with a bunch of little kids sprinting at full speed. I've been there. I mean, it is good. I think they have like a pizza maybe with pepperoni and honey on it or pepperoni and something. I don't know, but um, I just forget about it. And I live so close. I need to like remember to go there. Well, I hope this has been the triggering you need for two <laughs> two of the three spots. <laughs> Since the other one is closed, you can't go to it. But for the two spots that are still open, you can, <laughs> you can finally enjoy. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, Tasha and Vanessa, thank you so much for hopping on. If people want to follow you, want to learn more, want to see where their next meal should be, how can they get in touch? They can email us at atxfoodchronicles at gmail.com or just send us a direct message on Instagram or Facebook. Excellent. And that is at ATX Food Chronicles. Just yes. like it yes. sounds. <laughs> I guess you're requiring people or like, you know, relying on people to know how Chronicles is spelled, but I think. As far as long words go, it's pretty, it's pretty easy, right? Chronicles of Narnia was a movie. <laughs> I don't know. As someone with two misspelled words in my handle, I, uh, <laughs> I certainly understand <laughs> That's the so pain. Yeah. <laughs> but the fur, like the fat, is pretty hot and tempting, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> as it always is fantastic well i'm sure you both will appreciate this we always end with a corny joke here so i hope this one lives up to expectations but how do you make an apple turnover i don't know you just push it downhill get after it today people (laughs) you're the king of dad jokes i swear (laughs) 